Hi again, everybody. Welcome to the chatter. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about today, Colleen, episode number 84, but we'll figure it out. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, Remember O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Easter. He is risen indeed. Truly, he is risen. Is it truly he's risen or risen indeed? Yeah. I Whatever think. I was doing it, I was I was doing the, the call and the, the collect. <laughs> and yeah, you know, for Roman Catholics, they don't even know that there's a back and forth like that, but the Byzantines have a, a greeting and a response, and I always got those wrong. Speaking of that, do you hear the Byzantine show we're running here, Light of the East, with Father... Thomas Loya. Love it. Isn't it wonderful? Love it. You know what else I loved? When I went to Sunday Mass on Easter and the church was packed. That's how churches used to look every Sunday. Every Sunday and every Holy Day. It was it was awesome to see that many people. It was. It, it was. was great. Now, did you go on Saturday night to the vigil? I was going to. In fact, we, were, we had all the intentions, but we had family stop by on that beautiful Holy Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was a... <laughs> was a coin flick in, uh, flip in charity do we entertain family and mm-hmm. guests mm-hmm. or do we rush off knowing that we had uh, mm-hmm. a beautiful selection of masses yeah. Easter Sunday morning so we stayed and we uh, we entertained and it was good we had it was an unexpected pleasure let's just say that. well that's a nice way to end Holy Saturday Mm-hmm. I heard you the do? parish in Marshalltown brought in 55 people Praise God. Can you believe that? Wow. 55 people. And then I heard that it's the biggest parish in the diocese. Could be. I thought for sure it would be the Basilica or St. Ed's. Or well, Resurrection Di- held that Resurrection, for a while. Yeah, but now I guess it's Marshalltown. And maybe with the influx of Hispanics and mm-hmm. I don't know, 55 they brought in. That's, that's a big number. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Of course, that Reminds you when we were kids, when there were sacraments, the uh, first communions, the confessions, yeah, or the uh, confirmations. All yep, yep. But that was awesome to hear fifty-five new new Catholics in uh, in Marshalltown. So good job out there. Before we go too far, we want to thank our sponsor, Hotworks, for bringing the chatter to you on the terrestrial signal FM ninety-eight point three KCRD, and everywhere you are, you can't get away from the chatter on the mobile app and streaming on the websites on keyword KCRD, the chatter. Love it. And where did Chris put us in one of the the podcast sites? Um, Spotify? Not Spotify. It was one of them. I should pay more attention or have better recall. Hotworks, 2055 Holiday Drive. That's uh, over by one of my famous fun Thai bistros. Oh, the Thai, yeah. They have good food. They have excellent food. Which defeats, you know, they're on one end of the spectrum and the other. So if you want to have good food over here, or if you want to go on the right-hand side yeah, and go to Hotworks and, and uh, steam it off, work it off, yeah. walk over there and see uh, Melissa. Praise God for all our sponsors, huh? And doing that here. And please do support all of our faithful 
sponsors. Mm-hmm. So how was Lent? Well, you know, we briefly talked about this the other night, and I, I'm, I'm always disappointed when Lent's over. Me too. Well, and I do kind of like Lent, but I'm usually disappointed that I didn't do more. I always feel like, oh, I should have worn a hair shirt for 40. You know, you always feel like the little bit that you did is, seems so little. Right? Well, if only I had contracted athlete's foot. Yeah. But right? <laughs> hair go, shirt, oh, you I... can't even buy hair shirt. Can you buy hair shirts? Probably not. Well, I think it's called wool. I think you just wear wool next oh. to your skin, and that will do it for some people. But, you know, you feel like, gosh, especially when you contemplate the crucifix and you see what Christ suffered for us. And then you go, boy, what I gave up. Did this. you watch The Passion this year? I, you know, I watch it every year. I didn't watch it this year. You know what I watched instead? Mm. Uh, the Greatest Story Ever Told. Sure. I've never seen that. All, what, four or five hours? It was, it hours? was over. It's like a three-hour, 20-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought, well, maybe I'll try a different movie. So I did that. Now, did you watch The Passion? I did. In fact, I watched it before Ash Wednesday, and then I watched it uh, again. I, one of the... Quinsima, Jaysima, Sexima, Jaysima. <laughs> See, you got me going yeah, early, yeah, yeah, 70 yeah. days earlier, and uh, I did watch it. And um, I, I <coughs> excuse me, for some reason this year, I think I became keenly aware. Excuse me, I got to do a water here talk. Yeah, well, it is a great movie, and a lot of people <clears throat> do watch it every year. I became more keenly aware of Christ, what what the passion is. We have a chance, oh, he had the passion, and it was, oh, the day before he died. But the scourging, mm. the crowning of thorns, there were a number of priests uh, on YouTube or on the email blogs that we get that talked about what this actually was, what the scourging was, how it was designed, the the thorns. This, is, this isn't a your... Uh, domestic Iowa rosebush no. that the crowning of thorns the uh, the clothing that he was on and how it how it matted itself wove itself into the wounds and then they ripped those those uh, those clothes off um, was, was it a, a mile that he carried the cross I don't know how long though um, and so then saying the rosary, and, and uh, we had uh, the f- good fortune of praying at least one rosary, sometimes three and four rosaries a day. Not every day, but frequently. Mm-hmm. And uh, just contemplating the rosary, rather than just saying the, the Hail Marys, mm-hmm. but, but praying, thinking about what he went through, the passion mm-hmm. in the garden the mm. scourging at the pillar the crowning with thorns carrying the cross and then and then dying and i think it was a unique lent in that um w- was given the gift call it a grace everything is grace of seeing the passion through the blessed mother's mm. eyes mm. Mm-hmm. i don't you know one priest made the the point that he said if you if you would have understood what sin does to christ just a venial sin. Mm-hmm. Ripperger said, Father uh, Ripperger, what's his first name? Chad. Chad Ripperger says that if just in any one given day that every person on earth committed a venial sin, which 
dispossesses the creature from the creator an infinite amount, just a venial sin, that there'd be seven billion venial sins on any given day. The scripture says that the just man sins seven times a day, Mm -hmm. venial sins, not to mention all of the mortal sins that go on. And, And I, you know, for a moment, not contemplating all seven billion people doing just my sins, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I not doing? My mm-hmm. sins of commission, but my sins of omission. And I share with you, it was uh, sad to see Lent go again. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden we're called to rejoice and praise God, alleluia. And mm-hmm. he is risen. He is truly risen. He's risen indeed. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, I don't think that in, in our rejoicing at Christ's salvation or our redemption that we can ignore the minimum seven billion venial sins colleen and that's just today that's what just, about throughout history you know that's one of the things they say his agony in the garden he saw all the sins that had been committed venial and mortal up till that night and then he saw all the sins that would be committed after that night as well as knowing what he was about to go through on those few yeah, days. Yeah, Emmerich talks about that, that he, the three agonies in the garden that he goes first time after he leaves mm-hmm. the eight, mm-hmm. then he takes James, mm-hmm. Peter, James, and John further, and he leaves them, and he mm-hmm. goes a stone, stone's throw mm-hmm. in the first agony that he saw all of the sins from Adam to that night. Mm. And then he comes back and finds Peter, James, and John asleep. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back the second time, and he sees all of the sins and the, his passion from the Triduum, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow. And then he comes back again and finds them sleeping again and say, stay awake, mm-hmm. you know, that you won't be put to the test. He goes back the third time, and he saw all of the sins from the resurrection to the end of time. Those are my sins. You know, right, and my sins and our sins, but it's mind-boggling because when we think of our own sins, it can be overwhelming and depressing and discouraging. That's one person's sins. To take all of our sins upon himself, it's, it's just you can't even comprehend. You can't even comprehend. I think there was a gift sometime during this Lent. I don't know exactly when. But it was, do, do you know the the, um, the habit, I think all of us have it, I know I have it, that we easily, Christ says it in the, uh, in, I think it's Luke's gospel, you know, take the plank out of your eye mm-hmm. before you yeah. do the splinter in your brother. We, we have a, a gift of recognizing your mm-hmm. sins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while we recognize that we might have sinned or fought, we've we've got a good explanation yes. for it, don't yes. we? We've yes. got we you know, Lord <laughs> really and we don't extend that generosity of that charity to others. And um, you know, it really is a gift to be able to see your sins, see your faults, see your character. So are you saying that was a grace that you received this late? I think? think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, probably because you ask for it. Mm. Lord, help me to see my soul as you see my soul. Um, but a little bit at a time, Lord. Don't, yeah. don't turn the fire hose on. Yeah, yeah. Because we probably couldn't handle it. I, I don't think 
I don't think we could. Like you said, I think we tend to excuse ourselves. Well, but, I might have done that, but, here's why. Right. Whereas we don't always extend that benefit to other people. We have the internal mulligan, don't we? We can... Mm. Do over. Do over. Lord, I didn't mean it. You know I didn't mean it. But that guy over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned um, seeing the passion through the eyes of the Blessed Mother. There's a point in that movie, Mel Gibson's The Passion, where the scourging has not yet started. Mm -hmm. They've handcuffed him to the pillar, Mm -hmm. but it has not yet started. And he looks over at the Blessed Mother and almost imperceptibly she nods Mm -hmm. and boom the first strike hits almost like god was waiting for her permission to say i accept if this is the will of god then i accept it it's so imperceptible but as soon as she slightly nods the first strike hits Mm -hmm. and i thought boy you know just like her role in the annunciation you know the fact that god would ask and wait on the response of a 14-year-old virgin. But don't you think that's the same thing that happened at Cana? Probably. But you just think, you know, why does God need us to, you know, assent? But he does. That's just so amazing. Well, it doesn't, and what I mean by Cana is he, she, mm-hmm. goes to him and says, son, they have no wine, and she, he responds, woman, what is this concern of yours and mm-hmm, mine? Mm-hmm. And she just nods mm-hmm. and uh, looks at the, the uh, not the chief steward, but yeah. the stewards. Mm-hmm. Do whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll do whatever he tells you. Yeah. You know, she called him into public ministry, and she knew that it was going to end up at that pillar that yeah. you're now describing from Gibson's movie. Yeah, yeah, what a... What a heartbreak. So, and uh, I was kind of reading off and on during Lent this book called The Hidden Passion, The Hidden Meaning of the Passion of the Christ. It's so good by Father Gronings. I think his first name is James Gronings. He's a Jesuit. And it's from 18-something. But um, on Holy Saturday, I was reading the last part where it talks about, you know, um, Jesus has died and they're going to put him in the tomb or they have put him in the tomb. And the Pharisees ask Pilate for a guard. To guard the tomb and this author says they probably planned the pharisees probably planned on day three rolling away that stone and showing everybody the rotting corpse of jesus and sure say, that's the end of this nonsense and i never thought about that before sure they did that they would want to you know reveal the stone there's your your god he was just a man i thought well, i never thought about that a lot of good, a lot of good meditative tidbits um, in East uh, for Lent this year, and then Easter comes and goes, and I don't know. It just seems like, oh, are we already back to work on Monday? Shouldn't mm-hmm. it get? And I know it's an octave. Sure, it is. But like, shouldn't we have the whole week off to celebrate? It just seems like, oh, the day's over. Back. Well, I to think we usual. did it one time, sixteen hundred years ago. Yeah, it just seems like, what, back to normal after the biggest event in the history of humanity? The day that changed the entire world. Right. Oh, now back to work next day. That's enough of that celebrating. Get back to work. Well, and I I heard a few people, and and this might ruffle a feather or two, but grab your feathers. 
you know, all of the people who, and we had the family gatherings in the neighborhoods, and, you know, invariably somebody will come up and say, well, aren't all religions the same? Oh, my goodness. And, um, no, they're not. No, they're not. Zorro, Aster, uh, Mohammed, the, the uh, James Smith, Joe Smith, Joseph, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, yep. Um, Martin Luther, yeah, all um, all of the religions, call it, mm. and and that's a liberal, mm. generous, were uh, use of the phrase, because there is only one religion. Mm -hmm. But this is it. This yesterday, Easter Sunday, proved it. Yeah, all those guys are dead. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is risen today. He's still alive. This, this is, I mean, if, if you can continue, keep telling yourself this, folks. Well, all religions are the same. Really? This guy, the Son of God, rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. Like he said, like mm -hmm. the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees mm -hmm. and the rest of the Sanhedrin. He rose from the dead and he started a church. Right. And that's the church we belong to. Right. Yeah. And that's the church for all of you. That's right. That's right. He wants you into it. Well, you're listening to the chatter. Do we have any energy today? It feels like <laughs> it we're... It's kind uh, of a low energy day. 80. This is episode 84. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some uh, prayers. We're in the middle of the Divine Mercy Novena. We've got big plans for Divine Mercy Sunday. Mm -hmm. There's a 50-day Rosary Novena coming up. Yep. And all sorts of other things. On the chatter... On FM 98.3 KCRD, we'll be right back after these announcements. You're back in the chatterbox. Colleen and I are, are, it's just you and me. It's been a while. We've had some great guests recently. We've had some some great guests thanks to your lining them up so good job tom and more good guests coming well i figured out how to use my phone and dial <laughs> yeah we've got uh, uh phil borman from holy family catholic schools coming over and uh if we can make it happen halfway well a quarter of the way across the world alexander shugel from vienna that is so exciting i think so do our listeners know who that is uh, he will as soon as you look it up there, uh, after we tell him that this show is brought to you by Hotworks at 2055 Holiday Drive here in Dubuque. Go see Melissa for all of your works that need to be heated. Is that what Hotworks does? Yeah, you work out in um, a heated, like a sauna. And mm -hmm. there's something about working out in the heat that's supposed to be more effective. I don't know. I, I don't work out, so. No. Oh, so our listeners might know Alexander Shugel from his um, good work. We could call him the Pachamama Slayer. Right. He was the... Threw him into the, Rhine, uh, to the Tiber. He the Rhine. did. Yep, <laughs> the, the Rhine. The Tiber. Yeah, he did. So, um, and I think he's been doing some other things, but he's m mostly known for that. So uh, He's got he's, an organization called the St. Boniface Institute. Yeah. We'll learn more about that. Okay. And he's a very talented man. Vienna, Austria, is that where he is? Most days. Well, yeah. some days. 
So. Catch them all over. Yeah. So you're going to hear this for the first time on um, whole, uh, no, Easter Friday, Saturday, and then the second Sunday of Easter, which is Divine Mercy mm -hmm. Sunday. Mm -hmm. So we're broadcasting started on Good Friday with the mm -hmm. Divine Mercy mm -hmm. Chaplet and the Novena. Mm -hmm. This is a big deal. You know, it's a very big deal. And shout out to Monica Daly. She's been a big proponent of Divine Mercy, and she's been... And, and don't forget Char Simon. And Char Simon, she's been right up there, too, promoting it. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners know about Divine Mercy and Divine Mercy Sunday. And I hope everyone's doing the novena with us. And um, Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday at 3 o'clock at Nativity, I think uh, they're going to have like seven priests there to hear confessions. Hear confessions, there'll be a holy hour, they'll pray the chaplet and the rosary, uh, which is all prescribed mm -hmm. for the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you want to go to confession that day. If you did not make your confession during Lent, you for sure want to go on Divine Mercy Sunday because it's a total remission of sin. It's a plenary indulgence on that day, and who wouldn't want that? Yeah, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card, isn't it? It is a get-out-of-jail-free card, so to speak. Then we've got a consecration starting. Mm. Uh, we'll have already started. Am I correct in saying that it is April 11th to commence on uh, the Fatima feast day, which is May 13th? May 13th. I'm Page 200 there, Colleen. Trying to quickly find it in the book. Yep, so if it finishes on may 13th and it would start april 10th that's today April 10th. oh that's good. today that would explain why i heard it on the radio <laughs> <laughs> you know i love following it on the radio i do too there's just something about closing your eyes and following along with the radio um you can almost get deeper into prayer what do you say to the people that said hey you just did the consecration right before Lent." yeah well maybe people missed it yeah right can you do it more than once? You can do it every time if you want. But we shouldn't be scrupulous. No. Right? We shouldn't have to no. think, oh, they're playing it again. I need to do it again. Um, I I pick one feast day in the year, and that's when I always do it again. Sure. So people can do that. But, you know, we have listeners that pop in all the time. They may not know what's going on, and maybe they pop in on day 52, and they think, oh, wait, I want to do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to repeat it. And 52? Wait. Did you say day 52? Did not. Did I say 52? Maybe it was my years. No, I think I did say 52. <laughs> I guess it's only a 33 it's a, it's a 30 day. <laughs> you know what is 52? Well, I'm looking at the 54-day rosary novena paper in front of me. <laughs> You've got your devotions crossed up here. Tell, I do. Tell the folks about this rosary novena. So we have any number of devotions going on for the sanctity of the body of Christ and for the, for the uh, grace of God's mercy tempering God's justice. Right, right. So a 54-day Rosary Novena is starting this weekend, April 16th, and it will end on the Feast of, feast of Corpus Christi, June 8th. And, um, you know, we, we really need to be praying some novenas because I think when you pray as part of a group, it's more powerful. Sure it is. Um, they always say, all the saints always say, it's more powerful if you pray a rosary in public or you pray a rosary with others. It's almost like the sum is greater than all the individual parts. It's the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Check out these intentions, though. Number one, pray for the 
conversion of our supreme pontiff, Pope Francis, and his successors, and all of the bishops, cardinals, and religious throughout the world, they be true to the one true church for all of the uh, families that have devotion to the Tridentine Mass to be prayed uh, daily and reintroduced throughout the world in uh, cathedrals as soon as possible. For peace and unity among Catholic brothers and sisters, we were just talking about this, Mm -hmm. and for Christian brothers and sisters, for the uh, intentional extension of forgiveness to all who have been offended. This is important. Mm Mm-hmm. These are some heavy-duty intentions. Can't go to heaven with carrying a bag. No, no, forgiveness is key. And, you know, the very first one, the conversion of our Supreme Pontiff, Pope Francis, his successor in all bishops, we all need deeper conversion, every single one of us. Yeah, we do. And I think here in this archdiocese, you know, we haven't even yet talked about the fact that Archbishop Jekylls has resigned for health reasons. If you haven't heard it yet, Michael Owen uh, Jekylls, Archbishop of the... Archdiocese of Dubuque resigned. I think it happened Monday the 3rd, but it hit the mm-hmm. press on on Tuesday, April 4th, which was the uh, Chrism Mass. Right, Tuesday of Holy Week. That's that's tough. Yeah. He was appointed Archbishop April 8th, 2013, installed May 30th, 2013. He, his predecessor was Archbishop Jerome Hannes. He was ordained uh, May 30th, 1981, born April 13th, so he's got a birthday coming mm. up on um, Thursday. Mm. So he I technically mean, was 58 when he resigned. Yeah. Or when his resignation was accepted. Maybe we need to say it that way. So um, Archbishop Jekylls resigned. We need to keep him in our prayers. And mm-hmm. we have now Bishop Richard Pates, who's the apostolic administrator Mm -hmm. for the archdiocese until Mm -hmm. an appointment is made Mm -hmm. or a i should say an appointment is submitted and then the the individual will get the phone call that says do you accept yep we need to pray for um like you say archbishop jekylls for his health and we also need to be praying for whoever god is going to send us next please send us holy bishops Please send us holy bishops. And Bishop Pates, what generosity has he? Hmm. He's a retired bishop of the Diocese of Des Moines, which is in the Iowa Conference, and Mm -hmm. he retired, I believe, 2019. Does that sound right? That sounds about right. And since then, he has been the apostolic administrator in two other dioceses, I believe Joliet, Mm -hmm. Illinois, Mm -hmm. during their... Is it an interregnum? I know they call that for a uh, pope, but... It conveys the idea. And then Crookston, Minnesota was the other diocese Mm -hmm. that he filled in. So what generosity for a retired bishop to step up and answer the bell. Good point. A good point. So, yeah. So we wish um, Archbishop Jacobs all the best and um, good health. And and, uh, the next guy coming in, we'll be praying for him, Mm -hmm. whoever God sends us. See what's going on. Yeah. And then... Did we have, did, or did we talk? Because my brain's not working. The appointments oh, in the, the Archdiocese? Yeah, you know, not a whole lot of appointments. Did you notice? there who's, was Who's ordained this year? So we've got two being ordained. The current deacon, Casey Flack. Sure. He will be ordained, and then he was going to Ames, to the student center there. St. Thomas, Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas, yep. 
and uh, Saints Peter and Paul in Gilbert. I don't know where that is. Must be close to Ames because he's got both of them. Gilbert. Not Gilbertville, but Gilbert. Oh, I was thinking Gilbertville. That's Waterloo. Yeah. So. Um, Cedar Falls. So two ordinations this year, and then the other um, after Deacon Jeffrey Frieden is ordained, he will be assigned as associate pastor of Holy Spirit Parish right here in Dubuque. Up on the north end. On the north end of town. So two priests coming in this year. So I guess um, Bishop retired Bishop Pates will be doing the ordaining, I, I'm assuming. One, one would conclude that. Yeah. Do you remember in 2019 when Archbishop Jacobs had a heart attack in May that that year there were, oh, three or four young men ordained and they asked um, retired Archbishop Hannes to come back and do mm-hmm. the ordinations. So he did that then. But I don't know that they're going to ask him to do that again. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, and two retirements. So Father Cusera, Father David Cusera will retire, and Father David Ambrosi will retire. So we're losing two and we're gaining two. So I guess that means we're we're just treading water. Treading water. So. Well, we need to pray for our priests, and in addition to our bishops, boy, do we. Uh, if you talk to the priests, they're uh, doing a great job, but. Mm. This is a tough job. It is a tough job. 24-7. Sure it is. Yeah. So congratulations to um, Father David Cusera and Father David Ambrosi for all their years of service. Seems like we had uh, more prayers going on. We've got the Divine Mercy. We've got the Consecration. We've got the 54-day Novena. We do. It's a lot of prayers. What else do we need? We need prayers. We okay. still have time to talk about Dubuque County Right to Life. That's happening Friday, the 21st of April, Colleen. Yes, I've got my tickets. Yeah, mine are sitting on the table over there. I don't know why I procrastinate. It's going to be a great night. I mean, I should just put it in the mailbox, you but should, I have because it's free. The tickets are free. I, I know, I know. It's just... Uh, welcome to my world. Yeah. The... Procrastinators Club of America <laughs> meeting has been postponed. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Send your tickets in tomorrow. Mm. Goodness, yeah. You know, that's always such a great night. Those are pro-lifers are the best people in the world. Those are our people. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I love getting together with those pro-lifers. So it's Dr. Bill Lyle. We had him on the show. Now, he his show would have aired last week. I think we're going to have to air that show again on Encore because it was Easter weekend, the Triduum, mm. and we sure weren't going to preempt any of the great programs from right? EWTN, Relevant Radio, Radio, the Holy Land. I was talking to Augustine after you all recorded that show, and he said that Father, I keep saying Father Lyle, Dr. Lyle said some surprising things in the second segment that even Augustine didn't know. Well, that's why I think we need to re-air that. Uh, if, if you're real interested and you don't want to wait for the re-airing when, when uh, Rob and Chris reschedule, go to KCRD's website go, uh, or go to the mobile app on your smartphone. Google or Android, keywords KCRD, and, and pull up the chatter. And uh, look for Dr. Bill Lyle, the pro-life doc that's Mm -hmm. coming to Dubuque Friday, April 21st. And that would have been episode 83? It is. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't know if they have the episode numbers on there. Yeah, I think they do. So 
Good stuff coming on. We got about, uh, you got three minutes worth of uh, something to talk about before we get into oh, there's episode so, three. There's so much to talk about. Just so much news. Just so much news in the church. Well, of course, we've had our news that we've already discussed with Jekyll's resignation and the new appointments going on. Um, we've talked about Easter and the attendance at Easter. Um, you know, one of the things um, that I'm wondering, are you hearing much about this Eucharistic Congress? And I'm not hearing, are, are local churches doing something? Because I'm not hearing anything. It's been hit and miss. Um, the Plantville Parishes, St. Mary in particular, had a uh, Eucharistic Miracles um, display mm. going on. That seems to be traveling across the mm. Midwest. Um, I'm hearing about it, but solely because I'm proactively signing up on websites and mm. email services and, and mm -hmm. news services to see what's going on, but I know, really not a lot. Yeah, well, I think Nativity is handing out a book called um, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. Is that Brant Petrie? Dr. Brant Petrie's book, which I've only heard good things about, so they're doing that. But And maybe with um, Archbishop Jekyll's health, maybe... Um, things were not, there's no plans for the Archdiocese. I just keep looking for more something because it's a big deal. It is, and I, I don't mean to put a negative light on this, but two things. Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting till next year? I, I don't know, and I think it started last year. So it seems like we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And we proclaim that the Eucharist is the source and the summit of our faith. Mm -hmm. What are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. How many souls are going to be lost or confused? Mm -hmm. It was a couple weeks ago when we talked about that article. I forget the priest that wrote it that said, I'll tell you how you bring about Eucharistic revival. Yeah, there were that? six or eight. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what the... Yeah, I don't remember. I won't remember all of them, but one of them was um, revive Eucharistic um, fervor by not allowing people to just casually receive in the hand. Mm -hmm. I remember that was one of them, and um, people should receive kneeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like all of those little things that that were taken away that helped foster Eucharistic devotion in your heart. They were taken away, but we were expected to have the same level of devotion. Because it was supposed to come from, to emanate from us as a gesture as a, that we were given. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, work. Doesn't it's not work. human nature. Yeah. It doesn't go on. And, and you can, you know, is it causation, correlation, or coincidence? You take away all of the rubrics, all of the, you know, for those of you who don't understand rubrics, it's the what's in the missile that's written in red. It's what you what you do. Mm -hmm. So you do the red and say the black. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you know, if if you aren't teaching well in three or four generations, you've you've got mm -hmm. eighty percent of the people that do not believe mm -hmm. in the source and summit of our faith. Mm -hmm. Now, even though our leaders may not um, be promoting that type of stuff, we can all certainly do that. I think we need to. I see so many people receiving on the tongue. It's it's kind of a, it seems like a movement. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I believe so. You're listening to The Chatter. We're coming up on the end of, of uh, 
segment number two of episode 84, and we're going to come back and go through some headlines. There's some good ones, and there's there some, some not-so-good ones mm-hmm. on the chatter right after this on FM 98.3 KCRD. back it's Colleen and I episode 84 this is segment three we're um, just about out of time here on this very low-key day after I don't have a lot of energy today. I don't either and it's a beautiful day outside should record outdoors could we do <laughs> it's that like when you were in school yeah. can we have class outside today yeah, let's do that because yeah, that's not distracting so we got some headlines going on um, this is disturbing more details coming out of the uh, state of Maryland and the diocese of, uh, of Baltimore. More than 150 Catholic priests and others associated with the Archdiocese of ba- Baltimore sexually abused over 600 children wow. over a period of, uh, period of time, 1964 to 2004. Wow. You know, sometimes I hear that stuff and I think, is it ever going to end? Don't know. And I think this answers some of the big questions that we continue to hear, comments as, as we do our evangelization. Why go, why go to church when, mm-hmm. when the, these are the... And every priest gets painted with the same brush, yeah, which and that's is, not true. It's not true, and that's too bad. There are so many good priests out Statistically, there. Statistically, something like 4% of these are bad apples, but boy, does it make it... It does. It does. And it makes it hard to say, why should we go to church? There's just a bunch of hypocrites, just a bunch of child molesters. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, yeah, it's too bad. But it it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. It doesn't seem to go away. Which was the diocese? We talked about that some episodes ago that came clean proactively right up front. They Mm. they went to the press. They stopped it right away when they got the first... Hmm. Uh, inquiry and and haven't had anything since then. I don't know. I don't know. The cover-up's always bigger than the mm-hmm. the lie. Mm-hmm. Here's close to home. I saw this Dateline. This came out um, first week of the month. Western Dubuque School District removes the element of health class after parents express concern over trans student education resources that are used there. In Western Dubuque, huh? Western Dubuque. They have trans resources in the uh, yeah in the in the curriculum, and of course there's continued arguments that. Well, we should keep it in here. Why are we sending our children to school to... They, they can't read at grade level. They don't know math, but, but the headlines are we're going we're gonna to put them through this. You know, are you kind of curious? Why is this such a big, powerful movement seeming to have come from out of nowhere? 
Now, I, I know that we've been talking about abuse and, you know, all this has been going on, but this trans movement. Where's it coming from? Where is it coming from? And why? Uh, and, and why now? Yeah, and why now? And and it just seems to be steamrolling. What's through. going on with the advertising and the commercials and all of that here? I'm, I And I don't watch television, so mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't either, and I haven't seen these ads on television, but the, the hot topic everyone's talking about right now is is this man, his name is Dylan, mm-hmm. and uh, Dylan Mulvaney, and um, he thinks that he's a, a woman, and I think he spent a year transitioning, doing whatever needed to be done to remove his masculinity mm-hmm. to pretend easier that he's a woman. And now he's a spokesperson for Bud Light. What? Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light. Okay. Um, he's dressed like Audrey Hepburn, which I'm not sure. I guess that's what he wants to go for. But yeah, so. Um, so he's what, doing Bud Light at Tiffany's? or Yeah, the long black gloves with the diamond necklace. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's going for an Audrey Hepburn kind of look. Wow. Drinking Bud Light. Um, and there's a second commercial with him in a in a tub with lots of bubbles and he's wearing a top of a swimsuit i it's just weird it's just a weird ad and i don't know now how many millions of dollars is is it still anheuser-busch or did mm-hmm, they uh um... mm-hmm. still anheuser-busch but uh not only anheuser-busch but then i saw that he's advertising women's workout wear by nike well sure what are you telling me they can't get a female athlete like Caitlin Clark to advertise their workout wear? Are there no women? Where's my uh, my ad, or article rather, of the uh, woman, female cyclist, who left female cycling because mm-hmm. she was beat in the race by a, uh, a guy? By a guy, right. Or that Leah Thomas, that male swimmer. Yeah, and it's happening you know, in lots of sports, but I'm just I'm just stunned at how how suddenly this is coming and just steamrolling over everybody. Um, and um, I saw there was an article on the Gateway Pundit that was quoting from the New York Post. They were saying uh, the New York Post has revealed that the Human Rights Campaign, which is you know pro LGBTQ. They are saying if companies like Anheuser-Busch or Nike or Oil of Olay or Tampax. What? Yes. Don't have Dylan Mulvaney as their spokesperson. Then their hedge funds like BlackRock and Vanguard are going to pull their investment dollars. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it so kinda, it's blackmail. It's blackmail. So if they don't have him, because I, then, then they'll lose their investors. But yet if they have him, they're turning off so many of their consumers. So it's like they don't, it's lose-lose situation, it seems to me. So, um, and Kate Spade, another one. It's just, I just don't get it. Don't we have beautiful women that can advertise for oil of Olay? Yeah, this doesn't make sense. So what's the point of pushing this on us? I really don't know. 
And why would all those Black Rock and Vanguard, why would all they those um, uh, organizations say we're pulling your sponsor money? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I, I, I don't know the answer. But it's it's steamrolling right through. So when are, are moms and dads going to vote with their pocketbook? I have no idea. I really... Makes me want to buy a bunch of Bud Light. I have no idea. And I guess the um, Country Music Awards, which, you know, typically you think country music, you think God, country, you know, patriotism, Mm -hmm. mom, apple pie. Don't forget my dog. And my dog and the pickup truck. Um, Apparently at their awards, it was very much pro-homosexual. And I think they alienated a lot of their audience. So why? I, I, I don't know why. Well, I think we do know why. What we do know, what we do know, yeah. is according to the Fatima visionary, Sister Lucy, Our Lady said the final battle will be, be over marriage and the family. You're at ground zero. So I think we're at ground zero. That's just crazy. Mm. But it makes, you know, if you can't think about this now, you've, you've got either a satellite dish or a cable box, and you've got this, this pipeline, this, this sewage pipeline. You are pumping sewage into your home. You're allowing it to happen. If you turn those off, most everybody and their children have one of these devices, a phone, mm-hmm. and and they're coming, they're coming through there. They're, they're coming after your children, folks. In Western Dubuque School, that it got pulled out of there because parents were upset. So it's it's everywhere. You know, we don't have television either, but it's on the computer, like you say, it's on the phone, it's on the ads you drive down the street, um, it's in the schools and the curriculum, it's the drag shows, it's the. I mean, where do you Well, there's stop? there's even there's even schools in Dubuque that are having their students walk out of class protesting orthodoxy that somehow the teachings of the church and and fundamental civil society for from the dawn of creation 6000 years mm-hmm. is somehow oppressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to get real bumpy. I think. So we have to decide who we're standing with. Are we going to stand with um, our Lord and his plan for Was it Joshua who said, as for me and my house? We will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Yep. Yep. So. Is this the pinch of incense of the 21st century? That's a very good question. Is this it? It could be. Is this it? Do we just, we we don't have to protest. We just go along to get along and yeah i'll drink my bud light i'll i'll uh, still buy my nike it could be it could be the pinch of incense and are we gonna throw in Mm-hmm. yeah anyway that just seems to be in a lot of the news this guy who only seems to be famous for going through a year-long transition of becoming an audrey hepburn lookalike Audrey Hepburn's probably rolling in her grave. Yes, yes. Uh, amazing. 
What was the article you had about the uh, church parish infiltration? My what was goodness, going on there? Another blockbuster story. So Representative uh, Jim Jordan, who's from Ohio, and he is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, has published a three-page letter to Christopher Ray, who's the head of the FBI. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of astounding. Uh, there have been a, a couple whistleblowers from the FBI that have come forward, and and this is a quote from Representative Jim Jordan's letter to the head of the FBI that we know that the FBI proposed that its agents engage in outreach to Catholic parishes to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. Mm. The FBI proposed that its agents engage in outreach to Catholic parishes to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. That's stunning. (laughs) Stunning. Oh, I thought the sign of peace went a little long the other day. (laughs) Oh, you you were giving the sign of peace to the guy with the glasses and the earpiece in, weren't you? My goodness, what in the world? Oh, my goodness. How is that even happening I don't in know. America? I don't know. Is anybody getting 30 pieces of silver out of this, or is it just is it just gratis? That's stunning. FBI What's the agents daylight on that? reaching out to clergy to inform on Americans practicing their faith. This is today, April 10th, is the date of his letter to uh, Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, April 10th, 2023. A three-page letter from, from Jordan. A three-page letter saying, we now know, based on whistleblowers, we have proof. <laughs> so it's not the just the IRS agents. Yeah. It's it's not just the uh, the FBI. So how did that conversation go? Um, I'm with the FBI, and uh, I'm just wondering if you've got any parishioners you don't like. I mean, yeah. any parishioners that are actually practicing their Catholic faith. You want to turn them in? I don't know how that conversation happens. And what clergy wouldn't say, get the heck out of my office right now? I sure hope so. Well, apparently this was happening, especially in the Richmond diocese with the Richmond FBI office. But come on. You know, there was um, in the whistleblower document that was released January 23rd of this year, um, the FBI purported to categorize Catholic Americans based on Theological distinctions. Theological distinctions means... So now the FBI is uh, acting as the congregation for the doctrine of faith? Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> Who's going to Latin Mass, right? Based oh. on theological distinctions. Oh, You think that's what it's about? They like the puppet Mass over there, and those folks over there like the traditional Latin Mass. Well, sure, based on theological distinctions... What other kind of theological distinctions? And you know what? The Southern Poverty Law Center suggested that certain kinds of Catholic Americans may be domestic terrorists. Sure. And those would be the people that, you know, preferred the tradition. Pistol-packing mamas, are they? 
you know, it's, you kind of go, are we living in America? I mean, I'm an American. I don't I have rights? Well, this is, this is the, uh, the gulag. This is right out of Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, right? I wonder if they, well, maybe. I don't know all the rules sure for does. radicals. I don't know all those rules, but are they, are they infiltrating the Methodist church? Are they infiltrating the well, why Southern do you think Baptist that is? church? Why do you think that is? I think it might go back to what we said in segment one. Which is? The Catholic church is the one true church founded by Jesus Christ. It's the uh, last line of defense between here and anarchy. Yep. And we want everybody Catholic. We are not, we are not, you know. Well, we want specifically, we want everybody in heaven. That's the definition of charity. Right. We love God with our whole heart, whole mind, whole soul, whole, whole being, and, and we love our neighbor for God's sake. Right. That they right. have the ultimate end for which they were created, which is? Right. To spend eternity with God in complete happiness. We want everybody to be Catholic. It's not like we have some triumphant um, attitude that we're right. better than right. others. No, we want everybody to be Catholic. Come on in. Come on in. Craziness. Yeah. Has Ray responded yet? Probably not. It's just today. It's just today, but it's, it's just, it's really a blockbuster to think that the FBI would be contacting the clergy and Catholic leadership to inform on Americans practicing their faith. They're asking the clergy to inform on their own well, It really begs the question, who would even presume that Catholic clergy would participate in that conversation? That's awfully presumptive, isn't it? It is very presumptive. So... I don't know. But I guess if I look at the priest celebrating Mass and he's wearing an earpiece, I'm going to be suspicious. A lot of black <laughs> suburbans outside the rectory, Father. Aviator sunglasses on. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So that's where we are. Gives a whole new meaning to men in black. It does. <laughs> it does. But, you know, remember, um, who was the communist that went before Congress? Um uh, Bella, Dodd. Bella Dodd. Bella Dodd. She talked about the communist effort to infiltrate the Catholic Church back in the 30s. So it's not a new idea, but this is America. <laughs> <laughs> and Senator Joe McCarthy from Wisconsin says, told you so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but still, it's, it's outrageous. Well, that's the end of... Episode number 84, Colleen. Yeah, and I'm You're, finally getting a little energy going yeah, at the know. end of the show. It's been a, been a, gave it all on uh, the Triduum and Easter Sunday. I guess. Let's end in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be. To the Father, and to the, the Son, Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Tune in again next week. We love you.